Hello, 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 everybody. What's up? It's me, the Purple Sharpie, and then we're here with my co-host, Yahozi. Hey, how's it going, Sharpie? It's great. Don, can I call you Don? Yeah, you can call me Don. Go ahead. As in the dawn of a new era. You get what I'm saying? Like, this cast is being revamped with yours truly and one of the best shit posters on Twitter. Don, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, um, one of the best, maybe the best shit poster. That's not true. There's like Broski and, and Brutus. But um, yeah, so I am a anime fighting game player. Have been for about 12 years now. I've been in the scene since 2009, something like that. Wow. So quite, quite a long time back in Blaze Blue. Um, I really got my, uh, my bearings in Dragon Ball Fighter Z when I came out in 2018 was a really you know good competitor in season one and then um now i am recently married so i don't do that much anymore but now i ship post all the time and i do commentary so that's me in a nutshell i just kind of you know talk trash on twitter and hope that i don't get in trouble what other life is there you know like when there i no when i life. see someone who's not on twitter i'm just like are you living the fullness of your life and the answer is probably yes because they're not on twitter <laughs> yeah, they're actually probably living a better life than most of us. But you know what? We we take the, the cards we're given. As fighting game players, we're contractually obligated to shitpost on Twitter. For sure. Now, listeners, you know who I am. It's me, the Purple Sharpie, one of the most notorious Skullgirls players out here. For the last several years, I've been telling you all to play Skullgirls. And for the very first time ever, I have retired my Skullgirls crown. And I will no longer be doing Skullgirls commentary officially. I'm exclusively focusing on multiverses. So I'm excited to grow with this community and see ever more into the FGC. But together, myself and Don are FGC cast. Yeah. That's right. That's right. I'm happy excited. to be here. Very. Yeah, happy to, t happy to talk trash both on Twitter and here now. We I get two avenues. This is perfect. No one's safe. No, uh, no one is ever safe from me. <laughs> that's that's very true especially since we're doing podcasts literally every single two weeks you know yeah. it's going to be bi-weekly and as confusing as a term as that is because it not only means uh i believe the term bi-weekly actually means once every two weeks and it yeah. also means twice every week yeah um but we're busy as hell so we <laughs> don't <laughs> we don't get the the you know, twice a week. That's a little much for a podcast. Y'all are asking a lot of us. And that's just classic of what people expect from femmes inside of this community the most. Yeah. But other than that, you're getting everything. You all will see us on YouTube, TikTok, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcast. But as always, we request that you make sure to press that following button on Spotify. You leave a fantastic little heart to favorite it. And you make sure to tell your friends about where they can find out what's going on with the FGC every single week. Right here on FGC Cast. Yeah, every week. Just add me on Twitter and tell me your most and especially your least favorite part so that I can roast you for it. I think please. That's, that's my that's my ass. Please. That's all we want. But as we move forward, let's get into our very first topic ever. And that is obviously going to be Evolution Championship Series 2022. Now, Don, we both commentated that match, um, or I should say the, that tournament this year. It's actually my second time being to EVO. Uh, how many times have you been to EVO previously? I've been to EVO probably six times. Wow. Maybe, maybe five or six. It depends. I think I skipped like two years, and I started going in 2015. So that yeah. sounds about right. That, that does that. So you're a veteran. You're a veteran to EVO I'm, for sure. Like, am I a veteran? I'm starting to become a veteran. I feel like every time I think of myself as a veteran, I just feel older and older. Which I'm getting older and older, so sure, I'm a veteran. We'll go it, with that. We'll it, tracks, that. it tracks. It tracks. It's definitely it tracks. on brand. Uh, I guess my question for you is, I'm going to tell our viewers and listeners a little bit about what EVO is, which if you're not familiar with the fighting game community, Evolution Championship Series is a very, very prestigious fighting game tournament. It is the biggest and most notorious tournament in the entire fighting game community, and it is held inside of Las Vegas, Nevada every single year with the exception of when quarantine happened where we had a short break they did have evil online for the very first time last year which exhibited Skullgirls for the very first time as a main game this year evil 2022 we had a large amount of fighting games there uh obviously we had street fighter mortal kombat uh i believe we had kof right uh yes there's kof yep yep kof 
believe Melty Blood was also on the main stage this year. And of course, yes. we had Skullgirls. Um, now, I apologize. I think I am missing a couple of games here. Uh, did you say Grand Blue? I did not say Grand Blue. So Grand Blue, Grand Blue, Grand Blue was, was the other one. final game. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Congratulations to them. Sorry about the netcode. Um, yeah, yeah, that 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 announcement they did was so deflating. When they were just like, "Hey, listen, come play online tournament." <laughs> it's an online tournament that you can't play online because it has no rollback, so it's just worthless. You know, like as a Dragon Ball player, how does that? As a previous Dragon Ball player, how does that make you feel? Because not only did Dragon Ball announce that they have rollback netcode. For yeah. our listeners who unfortunately may not have had an opportunity to watch Evo yet, which why haven't you watched Evo yet? Yeah, but, go watch it, by the way. Yeah, Dragon Ball Fighters, um, Sam Show, I believe yeah. even didn't like, not Tekken, but uh, another game announced that they were doing rollback as well. Which game I so forget? So Persona 4 Arena, which was actually on the lanyards, which was intense, um, the rollback is out now. Mm-hmm. And I believe Under Night and Birth... Uh, Undernight Ember, the XC latest T clear, whatever that game, you know. CLR. Unist, yeah. <laughs> Unist, Unist. I believe Unist is getting rollback. I don't know if they have it today. Um, if you're watch- if you're listening out there and you're an Uni player, I'm sorry. Your game's really fun, but I don't play it online. I don't play games. Um, I don't play games I can't play online anymore. Mm-hmm. I no, don't me neither. Hate myself. And you had to and you that- had to compete professionally in Dragon Ball Fighters. Yes. When there was no rollback netcode, and you were streaming that game online. Yeah. <laughs> So for, for those who don't know out there, for those who have, maybe they're not like adept enough to know the difference between rollback and nominal back. Um, playing in without rollback literally feels like you're underwater. Like it, it feels like if you want to throw a punch, it's like, Ugh. like it's literally so delayed. And because um, ro- rollback, by the way, when you play it, right, it basically rolls back the frames to equalize where everything is. So it, it sort of adapts on the fly, and there's, like, slight frame adjustments. Like, a character will start doing an overhead and a low at the same time on your screen. It'll autocorrect to go to what they actually input, mm-hmm. which is way better because you actually can react properly to moves. So online Dragon Ball, when there's Dragon Rush and 6M, which are, like, very reactable offline, but online, 6M is kind of reactable, but Dragon Rush really isn't. It becomes a completely different game. You have to guess way more. You can't do defensive gauntlets anymore. So, like, the fact that Dragon Ball is finally getting rollback means it is finally a real game online. Like, yeah. I, I don't like saying it's realer. It's realer. Because, like, one thing I'll admit, as someone who plays Skullgirls yeah. and champions like that game for its rollback, online and offline are still completely different monsters. Like, I was very, very good online. The minute I got offline... It was a completely different experience. There's a different way you have to play the game. And you can't just practice online. It's a lot more reliable. It gave me the opportunity to practice online in certain situations and to learn and understand online and to recognize things in my own play. It did not give me the ability to like react offline. I had to go offline to practice that. Yeah, it's... it's this is th- Some people say that online doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And they are right if there's no rollback netcode. Online Dragon Ball does not matter at all. It, you could yeah. not convince me in a million years that online ro- Dragon Ball matters. But, uh, you know, rollback online, it does matter, right? Like, Idom, who got second and barely missed it and Shoe Fighter 5 this year, um, he grinds online all the time. Yeah. Brian F. grinds online all the time. A lot of players, they play online a lot, and it's because their game allows for it. Street Fighter Five, I believe, has a bad version of rollback, but it's still better than Dragon Ball. Like, anything's better than Dragon Ball, honestly. I think there's, like, this cheeky thing that the previous Skullgirls developer did, where if you type in, like, some type of Street Fighter code, some buzzword or something like that, that was really funny, it would actually give you six frames of lag, which is exactly what Street Fighter allows you to play at. That's really good, <laughs> actually. I, oh my god, Street Fighter Five. The, but but let's time. let's let's focus yeah. on Evo. Let's definitely yeah. focus on Evo because we will we will move into literally cooking some of these games, which is yes, something that I, I've been wanting to do for a very long time, but unfortunately is not the topic for today. Evolution 2022 was such a pleasure to be at offline for the very first time as a commentator, but they worked me to the bone. I was responsible for doing Skullgirls pools, Skullgirls top eight, and of course multiverses as commentary briefly, in addition to multiverses top eight. And I was featured on the PlayStation, I believe they called it the Evil Lounge. What did your schedule look like? So mine wasn't as intense as that because DNF Duel was just a big side game. 
Um, so we had a 400-man bracket, a 400-person wow. bracket, excuse me, for DNF Duel as a side game. The biggest side game that's ever been at EVO. It wow. Should have It should have been a main game, but it wasn't because of reasons. It's just it was announced too late. Anyways, um, so I did commentary on Friday, then commentary on Saturday, ran pools on Saturday, and then commentated on Saturday. So Saturday I worked probably a full twelve-hour day. Jesus. And then Sunday I didn't do anything, which was yeah. really nice. That's yeah. exactly that's exactly what my Sunday looked like too. I went to a haunted house with Persia, Iambic, um, Daystal, and uh, Denny, some of the XO girls, and it was very very fun. It was very enjoyable. Um, is what I would say because I was scared shitless. We had to sign a waiver. <laughs> before we went inside in case of hauntings and shit. I was not okay with it. It was not, I don't invite that energy into my life. So I was done. But when I commentated Skullgirls top eight, I wasn't worried or fear or scared or anything. It wasn't until I think I ripped off my wig uh, for Skullgirls top eight that I was like, haha, now I've gotten all of my bits out so I can move forward and basically just focus on the rest of the mic. Because I had said previously to Skullgirls, being like saying that I was doing Skullgirls commentary, I had said that if they announced a new Skullgirls character at Evo, I would rip off my wig. And then I think like a week and a half later, the official Skullgirls account said, by the way, we're announcing the fourth DLC character at Evo. And I was like, well, time to get ready to rip off my wig live from Evo. And that was, that was an experience that I hadn't done before. I wear wigs all the time for my sketches, as some of my fans may know, but I do not very frequently, like, rip them off in a crazy fashion, especially just in my own personal life. I don't usually say things like that when I'm, when I'm just chilling. I usually have my hair out in braids. But I think that there was another opportunity for me to do something like that later. So let's go ahead and see mm -hmm. if we can get a couple of clips from that top eight that I felt really proud about in general with Evo. Okay. Dropping double snap combo at the end. So that was, yeah, that was kind of meta, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to say, that was like some fifth level stuff, bro. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Four bars here. Yeah! Oh, oh, you know what? <laughs> They're nice. They're pretty nice. Oh, <laughs> in the making. You might have not even thought we were gonna get here, but finally we have arrived at Evo 2022, and you are about to watch Skullgirls Top Eight. Hell, we even got a reveal of a new character. How'd you feel about that? You know, Kai, new character, new game, new. New Sharpie, man. Oh, man, if you've been waiting, if you've been sitting in your cave waiting for the moment when Skullgirls was going to explode, then this is the moment. We basically turn this around. Mm -hmm. Wow. Wow! Oh, Big yeah. Bear! That's the Big reversal Bear. that Sage needed right here. Does have the meter to go ahead and finish off this character right now. We may be looking at it. one character that's one reset away. That's the wow. reset. That's all Sage needed. Now it's literally bye-bye to Annie. Embrace the big Even Respects it. Yes, fantastic first bait there. Went back into the neutral and got a little bit too passive, too comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa! That was odd. That was very I was terrified. Ayo, frames, boxes, wild. In this game. I say jump. <laughs> oh, picks up the chair okay. before responding. Got to put it down. Got to put it down. Eliza's coming out with literally what? a third, a one-touch situation. One-touch situation. No way. With the arm. Nice. Bomb goes off immediately when that super finishes. Very nice. Very clean here. High on Dizzy. High on Dizzy. Has to, has to kind of back off. Resets again. Can he do it? Can he do one? it? Will it be enough? Oh. Wow! Just a couple to wow. get to the end left. That was real close. Wonderful. Wonderful there by Pen Pen. 
You gotta imagine Pen Pen knew that was gonna kill them. <laughs> it's a, it's a it's of course a combo. Yeah. Yes. Pen 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 was like, yeah, there's enough hits. Don't there's, worry. There's definitely. Everybody I, relax. I laughed this, and everyone's like, I, it's very close. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, it wasn't close. I knew the whole time. The entire time. What do you mean that whole two HP? That was me. Yeah. Up to the pixel. Wonderful there by Pen Pen. Back down to the Schmix. Now that is the first time that reset has worked. This is the first time this has worked. You have to, hey, you have no to. burst. Good. You, yeah. <laughs> Nothing much else to say when I see it. Um, moving on and moving forward. Fantastic play here. Ooh, came down. Oh, honestly, I'm surprised you didn't hit confirm that. Yeah, yeah, I expected it as well. Had the meter to do so, just opted not to for whatever reason. You saw the slight hesitation and the lack of buttons there. Great grab by Wing. Tons of meter. Yeah, has has enough to go ahead and stop it here. Goes for the, the jumping HK reset. Challenges it again with buttons. You don't have a DHC. Still wins. Beautiful. And, you yeah. know, Wing to this day will say that that move needs that armor. Right. Needs to this day, to this day, that, that nothing needs to be changed regarding it. Thing is that, <laughs> that projectile was never going to reach in time. Yes. You were practically on top. Yes. So obviously, Don, I had a really awesome top eight. You saw from those moments, like Skullgirls was obviously super hype. Talk to me about your experience. Yeah, DNF Duel. I feel like when I commentate, I sort of enter like the void. Like I, 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 I open my mouth and I go... And then it's like four hours later, and like you see like all the frames and the mix-ups, and then at the end of it, you just like it's over finally. So um, yeah, I think like some some really big things is that of course Swiftmaster won because Swiftmaster is insane in DNF Duel. That character is really 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 good. But we actually had a completely different top eight, which was really nice. So huh. every character, every player played a different character. Hey, and yo. there were a significantly large amount of low tiers. We had Ghost Blades, who's who's not very good, Enchantress, who is straight up bad. Um, and then I believe there was one more who I forget. But um, yeah, there were like some really awful characters. GC Yoshi just like threw hammers and spears and shit and just, just went ham, which is great. Um, I believe that the person who won his name was Masoma. Mm -hmm. um, which is cool. We had a Smash player make top eight. His name oh, is wow. Green Mario, which is a really funny name, in my opinion. Um, Isn't Green Mario just Luigi? Yeah, that's what I said. But no, he plays a Green Mario in Super Smash Brothers. Who that's does that? Green Mario. Who know. does that? I don't know why you would do that. Just but play Luigi. Yeah, Breaker Dave made top eight, which is nice. I always love seeing Breaker Dave in top eights. Um, it was just a really, 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 really fun set. And nice. like... The gameplay was kind of ridiculous. Like, especially the farther you got up, like, the top four was just so clean. Like, very, very clear why a very clean, very strong Swiftmaster won the tournament. And obviously, as we saw inside of those clips there, like, the, the game is absolutely beautiful to watch. Like, I'm, I'm really, really hurt that you consider um, one of the best characters inside the game, Enchantress, to actually be low tier and trash. Um, and I will be suing you later for that amount okay. of slander. So just expect it. That's but fine. The court, the court will rule that I'm correct. Like they'll, you'll, you'll present the lawsuit, and it won't even make it to court. They'll be like, just get out of here. Yeah, this character sucks. Painful. I'm sorry. Painful. I'm sorry. Hurt, the character's hurt, hurt. not good. But obviously, I want to, I want to kind of discuss also about Vortex Gallery running an amazing yeah. overall showcase of so many different games that unfortunately were not able to be seen inside of a main game capacity at Evo just due to. Obviously, physical limitations. But wow, how many games did they run? It was like somewhere over like 60? Yeah, it was about 60 games. I think it was like 54, 56. Yeah. Um, you know, everything from Windjammers to Persona 4 Arena to like uh, Hotono No Ken or however you pronounce that game. Mm -hmm. And like Gundam. Gun There's like two Gundam games there, which is like a four player versus mode. Like they just ran, they run whatever they want to. Yeah, they honestly. do. Yeah. People love it. People love it. I have a friend uh, named GM Custom who mm -hmm. plays PSO2, and he actually commentated Evo. Before I before I ever, like, actually started, like, watching streams and stuff like that and being a face inside of the Skullgirls community, I was watching his stream. And one point in time, he told me, yeah, so aren't you the Skullgirls player Sharpie? I was like, yeah, how did you know me? He's like, oh, well, you commentated Evo. I was like, I've never commentated Evo before in my life. He's like, oh, that's crazy. I commentated, I commentated a Gundam at Evo. I was like, everyone's just flexing on me, bro. That's right. <laughs> that's right. 
Top, <laughs> uh, it's only only the most prevalent and famous games. Gundam versus. <laughs> Evo commentator for Gundam, dude. Can no, because you, you can use that on a resume. That's what yeah, blows totally my can. mind. You totally can. Why not? You know, you They're never going to look it up. They won't care. It. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Don't look up how many players there were. It's funny. Actually, I think that game got a lot of players. Gundam, yeah. Gundam, people, people, uh, the anime FGC actually really likes People, especially game. Japan, especially oh, yeah. Japan loves that game. They'll fly out for that game. Uh, the arcade scene is really, really big in Japan for that game. Now, if we want to really, truly get into the crux of it, I want to talk very briefly about Multiverse's Top 8 because yeah. I, I wasn't originally contracted to do commentary, right? They were just going to have me as a hosting role. And then they asked me, I think, like a month before the event, Sharpie, you know, you can do more than hosting if you'd like. Would you like to commentate? And I was like, I'm unfortunately not free at all on Friday. I have one block I'm free for, and I'd love to be on Multiverse's at that point in time. And they're like, cool. So I ended up doing, I think, like three Skullgirls block, one Multiverse block for a total of four blocks on okay. Friday which just was insane. Never do that. <laughs> and yeah, that, sounds, um, that sounds very intense. On Saturday, I did five blocks. So I did two multiverses blocks. I did one PlayStation block. And then I did all of multiverses top eight in addition to another block in multiverses 40, 48, which was just, that was, that was so much. <laughs> Are you trying to tell me that your voice died because of Evo? That's crazy. I wonder why. I wonder why. She says I wonder why she has more tea. You drink from the world's biggest mug of coffee. How how many how much tea is in that thing? Is that like a like two gallons, one gallon? <laughs> it, it's actually like I think it's like two liters worth. Two liters of tea? No, right. no. I'm sorry. This is definitely only half a liter's worth. My bad. Okay. That's what right. that is in no way, shape, or what I meant to say is I made two liters worth of tea and I've just been sipping through it like oh, all of today. Got it. So I have I a minimum it was like, two like liters. a trick mug, you know, like you're like you have it. You have like a hose hook up to that, to that <laughs> son of a bitch, you know. That'd just, be nice. There was, uh, it was really fun getting to like actually host Multiverse's top eight. Some of like the key moments that I thought happened was as the host, they had me introduce. Obviously, all of top eight, which was really cool. They had yeah. me do winners' interviews, losers' interviews, and winners' finals or grand finals interviews. Um, I had originally one of the things that I think is very important to note is that I never do interviews when a team loses. If a team is losing, I refuse to interview them because the yeah. community has pushed back on that heavy hard i don't yes. feel comfortable engaging in it it's not fair to the players it's not fair to ask them to be like immediately in tears after losing out on this much money from practicing and talking to them like that i know sports do it all the time i like to think the fgc is a lot kinder than sports when well, we when we tr sometimes sometimes if we blow people up we, they go and get blown up like for example um after winners finals uh mirror man and rose jay defeated Nakat and Void, who were the favorites to kind of win in that situation. I think they were like second seed and only bested by Simone or Sanum and Leviathan. And so when Nakat and Void lost, I interviewed Rose J and Miraman and I said, hey, how did it feel defeating like some of the best well-known like day one players inside of the community? And Rose J goes, well, you know, it was really close. We've played a lot, a lot of respect. You know, I, I'm really happy we won. I'm really right. excited. Really respectful, right? And then I ask, and Mirror Man, how do you feel? And he's like, expected. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> maybe maybe he didn't know that I was literally over here trying to, like, create plush questions. Because I was not trying to create a yeah. gotcha storyline. I never try to right. do that. And I, I look over at the crowd. I was like, did crowd, did you all hear that? You know? And I'm like, okay, okay, dude. I'm going to give you a couple seconds because at this point now, I only have 20 seconds left of my little segment, right? Sure. And I'm like, I have to give him a chance to explain himself because Twitch chat's going to lose their mind. They're going to eat this kid alive. They're going to make him a villain. Are they, they going to eat this kid alive? Really? I don't. I, I, my... think, I think that's kind of godlike. If someone, if you're like, you, you, <laughs> you know, you just fought the best two players in the world. I think the most godlike answer is expected and then just don't say anything else. Did he, did he, did he elaborate? I asked him to elaborate. And so I gave him a secondary question because my thought process was maybe the first question I gave him was like a super gotcha type of question. Let me try something else. And I was like, is there anyone in this bracket that you're scared of? So I gave him that out of like maybe saying he's scared yeah. of Sinum and, you know, Leviathan, the first seed in the entire bracket. Maybe that's what it is. Right. And he says, no. And then he passes the mic back to me. and I'm like, oh, my God. 
Oh my you, you god! Know, if that's the narrative he wants to do. You know, that's all his right. And honestly, I wish I was enough of a like a, a, a Chad to do that. That's he a got six owed. They lost I, the reset three zero, and then they lost after the reset three zero. Yeah, but you made it to second place. You know, <laughs> that's pretty good. That's pretty good. If you if you get bodied in the reset, like. Sometimes you just don't find your flow, you know? Bro. And, like, if you ex expect it, it's such a good answer. Like, <laughs> it's such a good answer. I respect that guy. What's that guy's name? Mirror, Mirror Man? Mirror Man. He actually posted about it on his TikTok. Uh, so, like, let's check, let's check out his TikTok real quick. It's really funny. Mirror, what did you think about that? I'm not surprised. <laughs> Are you scared of anyone in this bracket? No. But this is the opportunity against Merriman, and they do it. It is so close between both oh, these players, and they did it. Now you can't. You know, a lot of defensive resources have been used. The snipe comes in, avoiding the catch strike again. Four games straight here in Grand Final. Look, looking at Aria, you can die right now. And he got them oh! all the way out of the sky. And that's going to be a 2-0 lead. Merriman struggling to touch the ground in every way. Upper finds it, and that's going to be it. Void and the catch. Let me talk to you real quick. Do not talk trash. That's all I need. Do not talk trash. That's all I need, baby. What do you say? It wasn't possible? Oh, he wasn't surprised. Well, damn, I wasn't surprised for the 6-0. Oh. Damn. Obviously, obviously, that reaction is kind of paramount. Because it takes my whole thing is yeah. it takes a lot of it takes a lot of balls to not only lose 6-0, but include a clip of you saying expected. And compiled by literally Nakat being like, I'm going to kill the meta of the team that you play. And then just a, a fast clip of every single time Nakat and Void defeated you. And I'm saying Nakat and Void because Nakat yeah. was responsible for, I think, somewhere around 60 to 75% of the knockouts or the, the, the kills inside of those matches. I was talking to Nakat afterwards and I was talking to MVD as well. And the cat was like, yeah, I was I was cool with like third place. We weren't even gonna try that hard. And then he said that shit. And boy was like, yeah, it, I was I was cool also getting third. I just wanted to play at my best and do my best. I didn't really care that much about oh, winning. He, they got and tempted. then they said, <laughs> they said it. Oh my god. I you know I've gotten six out in grand finals before Yikes. at a major, and that it just feels really bad. Like it feels really bad, but. If it's a brand new game, honestly, yeah. and you lose to what you think are like the number two, number one seed, it, you kind of just take those alls and move on. I'm mm -hmm. glad he he made it a narrative and it wasn't all hunky dory. I feel like you need a little bit of attitude, and that's like a fun bit of attitude, you know. As long as he doesn't get his chops busted too much. I was I I felt bad because I felt like I was personally responsible for starting shit. So it was a weird space oh, for me to fault. be. That's what everyone keeps that's telling me. Fault. That's not your fault. That's what everyone keeps telling me. And I have to like, because in order to get ready for this hosting job, a lot of what I was doing was watching like television shows like Forged in Fire. I studied past Evo hosting. I studied yeah. like talk shows. And Forged in Fire is a really good show because they, they have you building a weapon. And while you're building the weapon, like there's general camaraderie between everybody there. Because a lot of these people just live in like the backwoods sometimes. Sometimes they live in like metropolitan areas, but they all do this really, really unique thing. And they're all just there trying to cheer each other on to win. And that's such, that's such a nice thing. And the host there is like, hey, you know, ultimately, here's why you're going home. Here's why you were eliminated. And the judges will tell right. them and they'll, be, they'll all shake hands. And then the host will be like, bro, you, you did great. You know, and sometimes they'll hug and then he'll walk off in like a victorious way. And I'm just like, oh, this is such a sweet show. You know, no but, politics, no nothing. Just they're over here making weapons, bro. That's so sweet. And that's not what the FGC is. <laughs> no, that's not what the FGC is. I actually feel like that's kind of what the FGC is. But, mm -hmm. like, you need those injections of attitude. Like, that's a really fun little bit. Yeah. And I'm glad that he said it. And it's yeah. not your fault that he said it. And, in fact, if you got that out of him, I would be applauding you. Because that is such a good answer. I do not feel bad about that at all. Okay. Like that's that is such a good answer. He set he set himself up in like a way that made him a little bit of a villain. But also like I bet you Twitch chat wasn't going wow like this person's a jerk. I no, Twitch going, chat like, loved laugh, it. Laugh, laugh, laugh. They yeah, ate they it up. It. Perfect. They yeah, ate it up. I was like they were because Nakat. I this is the very first time I'd ever speak and spoken to Nakat. So after Nakat beats Sanum and Leviathan in Losers mm -hmm. Finals, I interview them again. And Nakat pops off. Like, yeah. pops off. Void drops to his feet 
after shaking Sinum and Leviathan's hands. And it's just like, it's a crazy moment. And I'm like, how am I supposed to interview them after this? You know, like, so I go over and I interview them and they talk and they say, and the cat's like, I'm going to dead the bugs meta. And we're all like, okay, let's go to the analyst desk. I go over back to Nakat and Void. I was like, hey, y'all, that was great. And I say to Nakat, just so you know, I will not interview you if you all lose grand finals. So you don't have to be worried about it. He's like, I appreciate that. Thanks. Then he yeah. walks off and I'm just like, Okay. And I talked to him afterwards. He's like, yeah, I would have been cool if you interviewed me. It's, it's what happens in this industry. I was like, holy shit. Like, no, respect yeah. yourself. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's on the mood, I think. It's like when I run brackets, mm-hmm. I, I, um, I don't have people play their next match if they lost. Yeah. Unless it's needed to run the bracket forward. Or if they laugh. If they're laughing, it's fine. But a lot of times, like, you just give them some space. And some people will be like, ah, I lost. It happened. Some people will be, like, really excited. Like, it just depends on who you lose to and how you lose, yep. honestly. 100%. Yeah. When it's a blow-up, sometimes you got to give them a couple seconds to, like, feel like a human being Yeah, again. you can tell. <laughs> you can, you can They're tell. broken like, inside. I paid two grand to come to this event, and I'm about to go 0-2. Yeah. Type vibes. Yeah. That's a... But yeah, spe- speaking of, like, salt after loss, yes. did you watch um, the any, any top eights in the stadium? You know, I actually did. I watched Tekken Top 8, and that was really cool, mostly because there is always really amazing reveals after Top 8's inside of the stadium on Sunday. Now, uh, I was I was a main game talent, so my badge got me up there inside of the nice little box seats, sure. which the very first time I was at Evo, I got to go there because my now fiancé was writing for Red Bull, and they had the box seats. So I was able to get up there okay. because he got me up there. But this year, they had a bunch of different boxes with a bunch of people. We got to meet like Pokimane and stuff. She was up there. Yeah. I, I didn't personally meet her, but a lot of other people did. But I think what was most exciting were some of the announcement videos that we saw. Like I said, Tekken had announcements, but more specifically, I want to talk about the street fighter announcements, which were significantly yeah, we can, more hype. We can skip Tekken. Tekken announcement was a wet fart. Actually, really it wasn't actually, it. it wasn't what's crazy is I have insider information about that Tekken eight, uh, that, that Tekken 8 reveal that I can talk about that was theorycrafted by Best of V Show. Uh, and we'll talk right. about it after I think we talk about Strive because those were like the oh. two top reveals, right? Okay. So okay. let's get well, started let's with Street Fighter. Yeah, let's talk Street Fighter. Um, yeah, first of all, that grand final set was insane. Was I, you were in the box seats. I was yeah. in the cheap seats with, uh, it was me, the Kill Sage, and Noon. We were just sitting there watching. Oh, you were with and- Illuminati? I was Damn. The Illuminati. I yeah, was in the yeah, wrong yeah. seats. <laughs> it, was, it wasn't the Illuminati this year. Honestly. It really wasn't. A lot of people were there. It was like us, Zondo, um, uh, just a bunch of a bunch of people, just mm-hmm. a bunch of people chilling. And um, yeah, we were watching it, and like, man, Street Fighter Five Grand Finals was the best Grand Finals of the whole event. Honestly, Skullgirls was close, but Street yeah. Fighter Five, I beat it. Honestly, I would say that and Losers Finals of Skullgirls was more hype. That's what I'll say. Yeah. Not Grand Finals yeah. though. Losers that finals was, was, was Pen Pen Sage, right? That was. That was. Yeah, yeah that was. I, went, I got I got food with them after that, actually. And like, oh, did you? With each other. Oh. Yeah, the, the morning after, we went to the Irish pub, and I had to teach uh, Lazy Bake Oven how to eat fish and chips. Because um, it was under-seasoned, and, like, fish and chips should be salty. Yeah. And he didn't put the lemon on it. I'm like, bro, let me help you. That's because like, Lazy doesn't, lemon, be eating, doesn't be eating fish and chips like that, you know? Lazy, I lazy, know. y'all was. <laughs> was his first time. And yeah, yeah. was there, and Lazy Bake Oven speaks Japanese, so they talked. But anyways. Oh, that's great. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, like, the grand final set, if you haven't watched it, like, I'll just say, just pause this thing and go watch it right now. Yeah, well. The... The level of gameplay and the level of adaptation was so high. And Col- the Colleen player, um, who I'm sorry, I, f- I forget. He's sponsored by Hitbox. I forget his name. Um, it'll be it'll be up above. You'll see it, I'm sure. <laughs> um, how you like that one, everyone? I forgot yeah. his name. Just look up there. Yeah, yeah. look up. Um, yeah, it was really close. I believe it was like 3-2, uh, 3-2 yeah. both times. And Idom looked so upset when he lost. It was, But it was such a good, good good set but the calling player just like found a way to adapt and like stop the offense and stop the pressure so you know it worked out it worked out specifically because after our champions were crowned and all had been said and done for that tournament we got a very special announcement done yeah we had this Yo! 
her kimberly yeah. is in the game after after she was officially announced and they showed her trailer i was tweeted at i think by like 10 different people and two of those people were sonic fox and the kill sage who both said this is just a purple sharpie <laughs> yeah, it really is it really is the character looks just like you and like, i was losing my mind i felt really the, good the vibe she has is so nice too. Mm -hmm. Like the spray bank cans is kind of sick, and like she looks like a fun character too. Mm -hmm. She's like um, Guy's disciple, right? Yes, yes. Not yeah, by choice. So... She basically forced him. Uh, oh, she forced him. Okay. That, that was the whole thing. Was she like followed him around and and basically nagged him until he broke down and was like, "Fine, you're my disciple." Isn't that how Sakura did it too? That's exactly how. <laughs> Sakura too. Sakura so, too. Yeah. But it counts. It counts. It does. It does count. And yeah, like it, it's it's nice because we haven't seen Guy in five, so it's nice that we have like a spiritual successor to Guy, who honestly is a lot cooler than Guy. Guy, Guy can go to the sidelines. Guy really wasn't that cool of a character. I four. felt the same way about Banat, and then they gave us Rose, and I was just as happy because I was like, okay, yeah. you know, we have to bring back the OG. She's popular enough. I felt bad for Banat because she's a very well made character, but yeah. I don't feel like her kit showcased a lot of her characterisms you know like i feel like they just they made rose dark-skinned a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> i, I kind of dig Minot, but honestly when they put rose in the game i'm like wow this character looks really awful exactly exactly so like, i was like oh no i i i love black women but rose did it better like this sucks <laughs> yeah. and well, i like i, I love monette's character design i really did I actually think Rose in Street Fighter Five looks horrible. She looks great in four, but in she five, looks amazing Rose, in four. Rose looks awful. Yeah, she just looks like scraggly. She looks like a. She looks like she's made out of spaghetti. You know, just. Like, eh, like Speaking of, of that, Street Fighter Six also announced Jury, back inside yeah. of the game, and yeah. she looks amazing. She actually, they, they talked about how they had to change up her design a little bit just to fit the aesthetic inside of 6. But you can tell that Capcom really is listening about how unpopular 5 was compared to 4 um, in terms of aesthetic. Yeah, no, I, I feel like they pumped up their art direction so much in a way that is so needed. 5's art direction was almost non-existent. It their felt like they got, like, yeah. boring. Like, hey, let's make the game boring. And everyone's like, yes, we should make the game boring. What I will say is it feels like they got stuck in the we need it to be as realistic as possible trope that a sure. lot of people were doing in, like, the later parts of the 2013s, you know? Yeah. Like, with yeah. Unreal Engine 4, a lot of people were like, we have the ability to make everything look lifelike. Isn't that cool? Like, it was a lot of, it was a lot of tantalizing graphics when the reality was Street Fighter 4, especially Ultra Street Fighter 4, was made special because of like the street aspect of it the idea yeah. that you are actually out here in certain parts of the city just duking it out you know yeah yeah and then you know five was boring and then strive said particles what if we were what if we were as boring as five in terms of ui and then they all went that sounds like a great idea thank you this is what we're known for Japanese devs have a love-hate relationship, I feel, with graphics very frequently. But it's interesting that you bring up Strive, because Strive was also one of those games. It was not only the closing game for yeah. EVO Sunday, but it was also one of the more highly anticipated top eights of the weekend. I know a lot of people were very excited watching it, but I'm not going to focus too much on the gameplay. 
which mm-hmm. there were a lot of hype moments, obviously. I'm going to mm-hmm. focus more on the announcement that we got immediately after that top eight, which I just want to say the host did a fantastic job introducing this segment because I don't even watch Strive like that. And I was excited watching yeah. that host oh. introduce. Whoa! And I said, whoa. Yeah, that guy, that guy was sick. That guy was, <laughs> I forget his name, but it was, they actually announced it before top eight. Yeah. So that there was enough time because Mortal Kombat or something took like four hours. That's right. That's right. My bad. My bad. Yeah. Yeah. But it was, yeah, they announced Bridget. They announced Bridget. My girl's back. My favorite. So Bridget is like, she's one of those characters that skipped Exert, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like, one, it's so cool that she's in the game. And two, it's so cool what they did with her character, both in terms of gameplay and like story-wise, which yes. I'm sure we'll get into. But to me, what it says is that they're slowly going to bring bla- back all of the plus R characters or the, the Guilty Gear Accent Core characters that just didn't make it into to, to Exert, right? probably going to get back Zotto at some point, probably going to get back ABBA, probably going to get back RoboKai, maybe even Order Soul. I doubt mm-hmm. Order Soul, but you never know. So, like, they're, they're reintroducing these characters, and, like, Bridget is an amazing first choice to bring in. Um, super fan requested. And, yeah, like, maybe you can talk a little bit about what, like, they did with their character, because it was, it was really neat. It was fun. Yeah. Uh, I actually am also a Bridget main from Plus R. Like, I started on Milia. I didn't like Milia. Played Bridget. She's amazing. So, like, when she was announced for Strive, along, like, Ram's already in there. So, I already really like Ram and Strive. And then they brought Bridget back, and I was just like, oh my God, this game is requesting me to spend all of my extra time on it right now. And I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it too. But I think what you're alluding to is the fact that, like, first, primarily, firstly, inside of the actual trailer, the sound that they have is actually. Uh, uh, you know, Guilty Gear is really heavy on music. So yep. the music that they actually play is really important because it's someone talking about their gender-affirming journey, basically, and becoming who they are. And and understanding that more and more and more of themselves is important, right? But then we got a little bit of... Because immediately mm-hmm. after they announced it, she was playable, I believe. Like, people could actually, that were at home, were able to play her. And people rushed through the story because they immediately wanted to play Bridget. They find out Bridget's pronouns are not actually uh, they, them, or he, they, or even she, they. Bridget's pronouns are she, her, confirming that Bridget is and now currently identifies as a woman, which is just so beautiful. This is, I think, actually the very first trans woman inside of, uh, like, Guilty Gear Strive. Uh, so that's that was a really really big deal to see, and I think we have a little bit of the we have a little bit of the trailer here, a little bit of the story mode. I'm just gonna go ahead and and play it here. Is it my turn? Leave it to me. Vegetables, I don't like. My show's not cheap, but it's worth it. Uh oh, spinning out already? Oh, you're gonna miss the good part. Mentally, I'm already at lunch. Sorry, no installment plan. Pay up, please. Get ready to apply. Be sure to pay up if I win. No wonder you're so famous. Looks are deceiving. I'll be back for more later, little lady. I'm, uh, I'm a boy. These girl clothes are, uh, it's a long story. I see. Stop right there. That's enough. I, I don't know what to do. I'm not strong like you, Mr. Kai. I'm too scared of losing what I have. Running away, huh? Ain't you a little young for a midlife crisis? Uh, Of course I'm running. I'm happy the way I am. Discretion can be the better part of valor. 
But think about it. For the sake of your future self. For my future self. But what if I make the wrong decision? You got your whole life ahead of you, kid. Gotta learn to take a hit sometime. And there are helping hands right in front of you. <sighs> I... I don't want to run scared anymore. If I keep on faking it like this, I know I'll regret it. So from now on, no matter what, no more lying to myself. Thank you, both of you. Don't mention it. Happy trails, cowgirl, or, uh, cowboy. Cowgirl is fine, because I'm a girl. So, Don, how did you feel about the Bridget announcement? Obviously, after watching that story mode, it's a really emotional moment with, uh, what's his name? Gold, Gold, uh... Gold Lewis. Gold, Gold Lewis, Lewis Dickinson, my man. Yeah. 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 Being a real also, dad there. Yeah, also Gold Lewis Dickinson sort of alluding that he might be queer as well, which is interesting. Mm -hmm. um, how did I feel about Bridget being announced? Uh, when Bridget was announced... Uh, we were all flipping out in the stands, and then someone asked, are you finally going to play Strive and play Bridget? And I said, I don't play low tiers. Um, Why would you say that? She's not low tier. She's definitely <laughs> low tier. That character is <laughs> is not great. You 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 know, you, like, you play you play plus R. Like, Bridget is not good in plus R. Bridget okay, is not good in Guilty Gear. But we she's, can... she's never been good in, in Guilty Gear. I'm sorry. Maybe for, like, one version, but she's I, not I good. play against a Potemkin main. Okay, then that's probably a good matchup. I don't know. <laughs> it's a very but good matchup. When I saw her, I'm like, I'm like, I don't play low tier. Sorry, like, not my character. <laughs> that's fair. That's but, fair. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, like it's it's cool that they went ahead and made the change. I feel like what, it, even like plus R was always pretty on the up and up on queer issues, like mm -hmm. Venom being very clearly gay. Um, I believe that was and Bridget right being at the time uh, in in plus R right listed as as he him and kind of touching on that experience but mm -hmm. not going fully in it's yeah. it's interesting because um how do i put how do i put this it's interesting because it feels like they're making up for past mistakes mm. and not even mistakes i mean like a guilty gear bridget was probably made in like 2000 some like 2001 to 2002 i don't actually know when she was first announced but like at the time bridget and plus r uh, sorry, Bridget and Guilty Gear. The first of Guilty Gear? I thought that was I don't know made when Bridget in the was 90s. Added to Guilty Gear. I thought that was made yeah, in the nineties. Was it not? It was, it was, but Plus R was released in twelve, which included it didn't it was two, it was released in two thousand twelve. Oh. Um so it's a PlayStation game. So it could be released anywhere from like ninety four to like twenty two thousand two. And I believe the first Guilty Gear was ninety nine, but don't oh, quote wow. me on that. Okay, okay, okay. So, so yeah, it's like early 2000s, mm -hmm. um, likely. I, I don't know when Bridget was added to the game, but regardless, you know, it, transitions weren't as known about back then. So mm -hmm. the fact that they like sort of corrected this and it, it feels like Bridget came full circle. You yes. know, it feels it feels like this is where she belongs. And I don't get the argument that this is no way where she belongs. Like, it's very clear that like this is what is needed of her at this time, you know? This is where she wants to be. The thing I think I appreciate about it the most is like, it kind of speaks a little bit to a lot of, a lot of people who may have been concerned or scared about their own uh, gender in general. Like, sure. while I obviously identify as a cis woman and I've since like moved forward into understanding that I'm more of a fluid being than exclusively just cis, but I'm okay with the body I'm in. A lot of people aren't always okay with that. And I think the reason why Bridget always I, appealed to me when I was younger is because there would be times where I would actually identify as more mask than anything. Sure. And fluid kind, uh, fluid to me and plus R really, really spoke to me as Bridget, especially. There was someone who felt like they had an overwhelming feminine energy about them. It was pushed into this role and was comfortable in that role, actually, and didn't care about anyone else or who what they thought about that role. And that is a really powerful thing to put inside of something like a fighting game, to be able to play as that character. And I think yeah. the thing that spoke the most to me personally was the fact that, like, her coming out as a woman in its entirety, right, and being, yeah. like, she, her, is really, really powerful because that's exactly what people's journeys look like. 
They do yeah. take a long time to understand where they where they are comfortable, where they're where they're where they feel the best. You know, because you can go through stages of being like, well, okay, sure. you know, I'm 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 here today, but like sure. also I'm here, yeah. and then it's not until you have this entire decade worth of information and understanding yourself that you can be like, actually, I'm most comfortable being she, her, and I think, I, I, sorry, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I think what we saw was a lot of backlash over people not necessarily understanding that gender and sexuality is definitely a spectrum that is not as simple as just saying that you are in this and this and that. It takes a while for you to get to that point in your journey. Some people know immediately. Some people take some time. But Bridget was growing through that experience. And I think that's what the story mode really confirmed. And that's why seeing a lot of her character being inside of plus, I'm sorry, inside of Strive was so amazing to me is because it like it it felt not necessarily like I was specifically being seen but like a right. large queer community that I feel really strongly about because they've helped me as being seen you know what I'm saying yeah I do and um I'm okay three two one I'm gonna wait I'm gonna do uh I can do it on my side actually because okay. I still have audacity going three okay. two one go okay so now they're synced up I I think um I think it's it's very telling. Actually, this is my joke I've been preparing for for the past <laughs> two minutes. So if this isn't good, I apologize. I, I, I think it's it's even told like in the gameplay because in plus R, Bridget could run away from every single character in the game and run away from her problems. And in Strive, um, the game's bad and you can't move anywhere. So it shows that she has to deal with what she's you know has in front of her and really accept herself because there's no more running away. There's no more movement, actually. You can't, you, can't, you can't get anywhere. You have to deal with your problems, right? So it's very nice how it's telling in both the gameplay and in the story. Don, we're never getting an ARC sponsor. You know that, right? I don't. That's fine. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Make, make, a, make a better, make a more fun video game. I'm going to go on. Can I, can I switch gears? Of course. Uh, you can cut to this. To which guilty try. gear? Strive was boring. Strive Top 8 was so boring. It was so bad compared to Street Fighter 5. Compared to Street Fighter, it like I was so hyped for a strong Top 8 and it was like it was like watching like like milk evaporate. It was just like like someone spilled milk on the counter and you're just watching it like drip slowly. Like, yeah, that's pretty cool. That's pretty fun. Like we were we were getting hyped for Leffen and like that's who we were cheering for in the Goon Squad. Really? And like yeah, yeah, we. I mean, we're we we hang out with Leffen all the time. And okay. Like it, it, it. We we cheer for Leffen. That's, okay. That's what the squad does. Okay. And, Illuminati uh, cheers for Leffen. You heard it here first. That's right. The Illuminati does cheer for Leffen. That's very true. And um, you you no disrespect to, to to honestly Slash getting top like Slash getting second with May was really cool. Umi Show winning a like a, a trans woman. She she, she they right like mm -hmm. like making winning the whole tournament on the day Bridget's announced feels like a play. Yeah. But like Strive is boring. Like that game is boring. It just wasn't fun to watch. I don't know if it was late or no one was clapping or cheering, but like it just it's it's just boring. <laughs> I was hyped. I was in my room hype as hell. I'm gonna be honest. Oh, I really? I could not I could not be inside those box seats any longer. There were entirely too many people in there. Everyone kept asking me questions about how it felt to be like here as Skullgirls, and I was tired of people asking me that question. Like, yeah. <laughs> I was tired of people coming up to me because I was obviously the only black woman up there that was not in a service uniform. Sure. It was oh like, God. I was like, yeah. I can't, I can't be up here, bro. <laughs> I yeah, need to, I, I need to go to my room. I wasn't room. cool enough to be up in the, the, the top stands. But... I would have brought you up with me. Eh, it's okay. I was hanging out with, me, me and, me and Sage just chilled also. I, I wish I had known that you and Sage were down there because I would have, I would have, I really wish I could have spent more time with people. But because my schedule yeah. was so crazy, because I only had like one, two hour break both days yeah. I was commentating when I finally got a chance to relax on Sunday. And Sunday, I had to do, like, I had to do scheduled meetings. I had to do dinners. I had to do networking events. It was, yeah. it was hectic. You, you don't really get, hectic. like, rest when you live on the East Coast and Evo is your first time being able to talk to people on the West Coast. You know, it's not it's not something that you're allocated. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty easy when you're not as esports. Yeah. I try to be esports for a bit, but it turns out that when you just tell developers that their old game is better, um, 
they don't like you that much. They don't. So that's okay. They don't. That's it okay. takes a special they type don't. of person actually, to suck it up. I've yeah. actually been on Arc. I've been on Arc Six stuff plenty of times, but never. That makes sense. It, you know, not not that often. Not that often. And I think but, the thing that like people forget is that developers do not forget. They will remember. Like I I heard a very public rumor that Seijan was removed from Dragon Ball commentary because he talked about the netcode once. Or oh, Street really? Fighter, well, that's, something like that's that. Something Ball. like that. That's it was funny. either Dragon Ball or it was Street Fighter, and they didn't like the fact that he was talking about netcode. And I just that's remember funny. being like, "Well, maybe you shouldn't have bad netcode in your game." <laughs> like well, what? Dragon, what? <laughs> Dragon Ball also like they're very protective of their IP, and yeah. they don't want you saying certain things about their game. Oh no, I get it. I get it. There have yeah. been contracts that I've worked for like different sponsors where I'll like I'll pokingly I'll make fun of lag not even about the developer just about a certain different yeah. game that I completely covering and they're like we actually don't want any mention of lag inside of anything you make and I'm like whoa you know that's really funny to players though right and I'm not saying your game's laggy they're like it doesn't matter we don't want our product yeah. in any way shape or form associated with anything lagging at all never want to hear it from your mouth I'm like damn that's crazy Good thing See, I'm talented. They're <laughs> like, listen, we we made DNF duel. We really don't care about anything. Have you seen our game? Like, just do whatever you want. Like, That's exactly right. what that game is. It's fun though. It is definitely fun. It's it's literally like check this shit out, the game. It's very Skullgirls in that way. Actually. It is. Sage and Sonic are having a great time with it. Now, I also want to call out something that I feel like we don't always give a lot of credence to right guilty gear sure. a game built upon the idea of music the idea of understanding that music controls us emotionally evo changed and brought back the evolution theme this year that was yes, made by zed tabani the previous creator of the original og evo theme back in 2011 now don did you have a chance to actually listen to that theme I listened to the theme he posted before Evo. I'm not sure if it's the same one. And I did listen to Evo music, but I'm not sure if I ever listened to it in isolation. Well, what's crazy is all of our listeners will have an opportunity to listen to it, especially if they're listening on Spotify, because we will have a link to an FGC curated playlist for anybody who is interested in supporting fighting game community musicians, artists, and video games, specifically independently made video games inside of the FGC. We have spoken with the developers for Five Force Fighters, Skullgirls, uh, a couple of developers for games that I can't specifically talk about right now. Cough, cough, it's Tough Love Arena. And we got their approval to go ahead and link their songs on this official playlist. We will be curating it and updating it as we see cool. fit, possibly every probably two weeks with new music that we find in here that we feel as though best um best showcases the fgc now all these musicians on here are local artists any streams do help them and we just ask that y'all if you're streaming if you're recording a video or if you're doing anything like that or making specifically a tiktok you use any of the songs on here maybe even the evolution theme and just make sure that you can help all of these fantastic artists that gave us such great music to listen to um and as a reminder all of the songs on here should be DCMA free, so you can use them on nice. your streams. Uh, that, was, that was what I was going to ask, too. Yeah. yeah. That's really sick. Nice. So I did get that approved, which is awesome. But, yeah. I used all my industry contacts to make sure that I could help out the community as we see best. Even people that aren't necessarily just players. Musicians, you know, it's easy to help them. You just listen to their music and you press fave, which is what you should be doing on the FGC cast, of course. Pressing follow, hitting fade, yep. you know? Simple, it's easy. Oh, yeah, always. Now, I wake up and I say, hey, press that follow, hit that fave. Yeah. Every day. Every day, all day. Every day I get out of bed, and that's my morning mantra. It's my morning mantra, too, but unfortunately, we are at the evening of this podcast, moving into our secondary right. spot. We're about to move into late night indie games. And if you're watching us on YouTube, that just means that all you have to do is just continue to the very next video moving in onto this playlist but if you're not and you're listening on spotify for whatever reason or wherever else you get in your amazing podcast and this is unfortunately farewell for now that's Do right Don, any closing thoughts? Here. we got we got some video games to play we yeah. can't talk no more although we're going to talk over them but you know we yeah. gotta 
We're gamers. We cannot sit still for more than 30 minutes. So speaking we got of 30 minutes, <laughs> that's exactly that's exactly how much gameplay we're going to be including here. As a matter of fact, and this week's amazing independently made game is by the team known as Soft, not Weak, and it will be Swap Spirit Swap Lo-Fi Beats to Swap 3-2. A fantastic game, an amazing team. Literally everybody on the team is actually queer. They all use. Uh, they them pronouns for the most part and actually cool. an amazing game that I had an opportunity to review last year while I was hosting Game Days of Color Expo 2021 which will be returning this year September 18th 2022 so make sure that you get your tickets when you get an opportunity to Don any final final closing thoughts before we say our farewells no it's been a pleasure to be on you know and it was nice to talk about evo i got to uh say my feelings on a lot of different subjects which we'll see which ones make us see which ones don't <laughs> you know which ones have you been listening um but yeah no it's been a great time sharpie like i always love talking with you and, i love talking uh, with you too yeah i'm excited to just you know sit down talk chill for a long time i i like i'm digging the vibes i'm digging the vibes and i hope all the the listeners at home are digging the vibes too that's amazing, Don. You know, I also hope all the listeners at home are enjoying the vibes, enjoying their time. And guess what, listeners? We'll see you next time offline on FTC Cast. Thanks for being here. See y'all later.